It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast with Steve Jackson and Mark Carpenter. All right, I'll turn it over to Harry Duke for Brew Ha Ha. It's great to see Mark Carpenter again, and Regan Long is here. Yes. And hi. we'll talk about all that, Harry. We shall indeed. It is the Drive Brew Ha Ha, brought to you in part by the Russian River Brewing Company. As Steve said, we've got Mark Carpenter, craft beer pioneer extraordinaire <laughs> with he us. He comes up this. with these titles I love. <laughs> you write them down. You're gonna, honey, call me this from now on. In studio right now, we have Reagan Long, the brewmaster and owner of Local Brewing Company of San Francisco. Welcome to the Brew Haha. Hey, thanks so much. It's great to be back. It's been a few years. So. Now, uh, when I first got Herlinda's text earlier today saying Reagan Long is going to be here, she's yeah. with local brewing. It's like, as Steve said, okay, which brewer? Right. Local. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know they're local, but which brewer? Yeah, what, what's, the, what's the name of the brewery is yeah. what I get. What's the real name? Yeah. So how did you happen upon that name for your brewery? You know, um, a long time ago, well, over 12 years ago, kind of wanted to explore the idea of opening up a brewery. And, uh, you know, it was everybody's in the rage of all the supporting local and small, um, you know, makers and uh, happened to look up the name Local Brewing Company and it wasn't taken. So I nabbed it up. Um, Yeah, so it was about 15 years ago, I guess. It's a good name. I like it. It works anywhere, right? No. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did you nab Small Brewing Company as well? No, I did not. Um, Yeah, the idea is not to be small forever, though. Ah. Yeah. But you could be humongous but still be small. That's true. You can be local everywhere. So tell us a little more about local brewing. Yeah, I mean, we're a relatively speaking small brewery in downtown San Francisco in the South of Market neighborhood, um, near Cutting, where the ballpark is, where the Giants play. Um, we've been there, we'll be celebrating our seventh anniversary uh, in June. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I've been living in the city for 26 years, and uh, it's uh, it's always been sort of a passion to uh, open up a brewery that's very sort of locally driven and community driven and reflective of the San Francisco kind of innovative and, and modern uh, lifestyle. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's been fantastic. It's been quite a ride, certainly in the last couple of years. Um, but uh, yeah, we we have a blast. Uh, we make a lot of, relatively speaking, like I said, small batch beers. Uh, we're a ten barrel brewery, so uh, we do about twenty kegs for every batch of beer. We do a lot of cans now post COVID. So um, yeah, so that's the high level. So you talked about a passion for brewing. Where did that passion come from? How did you? find yourself entering the world of beer? Sure. Um, Originally, I'm from Oregon, um, and I've always been kind of um, a scientist, um, kind of blending science and art. Um, My my academic background is in physics and astronomy and oceanography and things like that, and um, always kind of like applying science to to, uh, some sort of um, environmental thing, whether it be the ocean, the sky, and, and, uh, you know, the passion is applying science to beer, right? So um, that's kind of how the career path went. Um, I ended up doing some oceanographic engineering and um, some innovative business startup stuff and uh, ended up deciding I wanted to leave all of those careers and open up a small brewery in downtown San Francisco. And uh, yeah, it just kind of came from the home brewing background and then and then blending that with business and science. And well, the, the science background is the perfect background for getting into brewing because sure. so much science involved. You know, there's more written about beer, I think, than any other food. Yeah, uh, okay. And more scientific work done on, on beer. Sure. And I think one of the themes for today's show was interesting occupations that brewers yes. had before they became brewers. Oh, wow. 
Just and led right into that, didn't you, I? Yes, you did. <laughs> and so talk a little bit more about that. What did you do before you were brewing beer? Yeah, um, like I said, I'm, my, my academic background is physics and astronomy and physical oceanography. So out of graduate school, I was an oceanographic engineer installing like oceanographic, land-based oceanographic radars uh, around the world. Um, got to travel a lot internationally, um, installing these radars, met a lot of really cool people, made it a point no matter where I was at, whether it was Egypt or Dubai or India, to have a local beer wherever I was. Um, and so, you know, that just kind of became a passion to like have local beer wherever I went and um, and as I mentioned was always a home brewer um, during that time and uh, yeah taught oceanography for a while at San Francisco State University um, that's where I went to school um, and then transitioned into business I then kind of jumped into doing strategy for a fitness startup called TRX huh. and then uh, worked there and helped them grow their business and then transitioned off of that and ended up working for Mercedes-Benz Research and Development in Silicon Valley doing business innovation. Amazing. That's quite a spread. It is a spread, but all the while, the staple has been, uh, the constant has been the passion for brewing, right? So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, seven years ago, kind of jumped off of those very comfortable white-collar day jobs to, to, uh, to brew. So, yeah. Okay. So, local brewing, local brewing, excuse me, local brewing co co.com mm-hmm. uh tell us about local brewing what are you guys known for um you mean i think in general we're kind of known for um as far as beer goes uh we're known for a lot of our lagers um i made it a point early on one of our sort of original um home brewing recipes that we got a lot of you know kind of awards for was our black lager and so that was our first beer that we brewed um at at uh, on Bluxom Street, our brewery is at 69 Bluxom. So we called it Bluxom Black. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like a Schwartz beer, and we've won four or five awards for that. So um, we're probably known most for that particular beer and then lagers. And Mark is going to crack open a new. Mark's grabbing one He's now. He's grabbing one finished now. the first one, which we haven't even talked about yet, We haven't yet, talked Mark. about it yet. Well, I read about this one online, and okay. I was looking forward to trying it. <laughs> yeah, um, He's cracking open a Pilsner now. Uh, but the the first beer that we had was um, this Vacation. It's a tropical blonde. And the Vacation is 100% Pilsner malt, and it's fermented with Saccharomyces Trois, which is a yeast strain that they originally thought was um, a Brett strain because um, it finishes really dry and really fruity. So Vacation, if you're, if you're trying it, it's kind of like got a little bit of like pineapple notes. It finishes yeah. real dry. It's crisp. But like I said, it's 100% Pilsner malt. So it's it's got some like kind of like Pilsnery vibes, but it's... Uh, real fruity and a lot of people we call it vacation it's a flagship so this is one that i i don't think a lot of brewers really love this beer because there's really not a lot like that one out there agreed super unique Um, and a lot of people think that blondes in general are kind of like hoppy or weird or bland um and this is not it's uh really bright and uh snappy and it's really nice and high in warm weather and things like that so that was the first beer we had so i definitely think that's one of the the beers that we're known for but yeah overall um you know i think we're also known for kind of you know pushing the envelope like that is a beer that you know a lot of brewers don't like to play with that yeast strain because it's a 21 day ferment so it's a lot yeah it works like a lager in a lot of ways um, but it ferments real high like 74 75 degrees so it throws a lot of those like nice like fruity kind of esters on it um and takes 21 days at that high a temperature yeah yep crazy yeah it slows down speed starts real fast and then it's got a real long tail um and uh but then it's ready to go so it but in the sense that we always do loggers it's it doesn't take any 
lager, but it doesn't taste like a lager. It's very we don't do Hefeweizens or you know uh, beers like along or Kolsch's along those lines. So this is something that kind of fits anybody who comes in wants a Belgian blonde or a Hefeweizen. This kind of fits that yeah. that you know kind I of like that. yeah that characteristic. Um, and so, but then like I said, we have the Pilsner. So that's what Mark is working on now um, is uh, a new Pilsner that we're we're uh, rolling out that uh, is a flagship. It's actually also the house beer for Gotham Club inside. AT&T, or not AT, Oracle Park now. I keep forgetting. It's been a long time, but I keep doing that. But Now, before we talk about that one, I want to get Mark's thoughts on the Vacation yeah. Tropical Blonde. Yeah, I think it was a very good beer. She did a perfect description uh, with the, the fruitiness and, and very, very dry. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. And uh, not... Hardly any hop flavor to it. It's right. just uh, no, not hoppy at all. Yeah, it's wonderful, uh, easy drinking. Uh, perfect name for it, vacation. Yeah. I was going to ask if you're selling outside of the brewery, and obviously you are, because you just mentioned the uh, Oracle Park. Yep. Yep, we are. We're, we're relatively speaking, again, like kind of locally dis- distributed. So we're up here at a few spots. Um, we're Bay Area for the most part. I think um, the farthest uh, east we go is Livermore. I call that kind of like in Dublin, the far east. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then we have the, you know, up here we're kind of like the farthest north is kind of like, yeah, about Santa Rosa, maybe a little bit farther. And then, and then we go down to the peninsula. But, um, yeah, we're, you know, the idea was originally when we opened local is that we would have multiple kind of 10-barrel bar- breweries. And and they would all kind of just sort of feed a regional, um, you know, footprint, if you will. Um, but uh, you know, we're kind of like slow rolling that model right now, just <laughs> given the whole COVID thing. Um, so uh, yeah, it's uh, we've been really sort of working our can and draft distribution uh, just within this sort of uh, Bay Area for the most part. The label on the vacation, yeah, pretty unique. Talk about that. Yeah, we, you know, we we started doing quite a bit of canning, um, obviously during co- during the COVID pandemic era. Uh, but we did some cans before, um, and Vacation is a flagship. We do it all the time. And but one of the things that we do is um, during the pandemic, we did forty eight different brands in cans. Um, and no so, kidding. yeah, it's. I mean, it was the only way to really survive. But we we you know, as a small ten barrel brewery, we would always have one off beers, but they tended to be mostly on draft. And so we started branching out um, using various different artists for our can labels because they had to stick out on the shelf somewhere right so yeah um so I kind of leverage um, a few artists. So we don't have kind of a standard look across all of our cans. Um, they're all kind of different, but they also just have very sort of innovative and, and modern vibes to them. Um, I do some of the labels in a pinch, uh, but that one in particular, we use a, an artist um, who does a lot of typography. And it's so we're looking at the can now, and it's it's kind of like a pink hue, um, and then there's a you know sort of this script kind of like almost like. I don't know, like a retro kind of look to it. Um, and it's just, yeah, there's some um, Golden Gate Bridge vibes in the background. And uh, yeah, so it's palm uh, trees. Palm trees, yeah. A green sun. A green sun, yeah. Well, you know, it goes with kind of the weird pink hue to it. But yeah, so it stands out. People love that can. Yep. Um, yeah, and so. All right. Now, Mark, we yes. can talk about the Pilsner. The Pilsner is just, uh, uh, you know, I. You mentioned it's Australian hops and finishing in this, and that's what caught my eye, you know, that I wanted to try it. And it's just a classic pills. I think it really fits the bill for that. It's a wonderful flavor, and and, um, I do get those hops at the end. It's really nice. He said it's not a noble hop, but it's not far off. It isn't. It's... uh, 
yeah. unique. Uh, you know, I've I've always loved Australian hops and in New Zealand hops, and uh, when I finally discovered them, and and so this is a nice one. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I'm gonna crack it. So this is definitely again, it's uh, Bo Pilsner. Um, I'll open another one for you guys too. Um, so it's it's Bohemian Pilsner Malt, um, 100%. And then, um, yeah, it's Australian Enigma Hops, which is one of my favorite unique hops. It, it tends to, it's really used, um, it's kind of a sexy hop, what I call like the, the hops yeah. that the bros put in the hazies. Um, a lot of times it'll be real gassy and kind of diesel-y and hazies, but in the in this Pilsner, with really it's a real high alpha, so literally just throwing some sprinkles in here because this is a 4% um, Pilsner. A yeah. um, little bit in the kettle. And then we do a very light dry hop. Um, and I get a lot of kind of floral notes, um, some really interesting noble character. It just plays very different with this low-alcohol Pilsner malt versus if you had this Enigma in a in a hazy IPA, it just takes on completely different characteristics, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but so it's a unique um, Pilsner in the sense that it's not – it's got like a little bit of a modern vibe to it, you know, so – it does. It's a it's a fabulous pills, and I love the lower alcohol because yeah. uh, I've always insisted that uh, you know beer lovers drink quantity, right? And and so it's nice to have it a little lower. Yeah. These days, everyone's going for the higher. Yeah, alcohol. the vacation was six point four. Yeah, uh, but the pilsner, as you said, is four point Right, which is a nice. As you said, you can drink yeah. this to some volume. That's it. Without having that's what we like to do here. Issues. <laughs> yes, I can tell by how quickly you grabbed it. <laughs> Mark, I'm just curious. We haven't had an opportunity to talk about this, but your career before beer, before Anchor Steam. What oh, were you doing? Not interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> I went to work for the telephone company. Uh, probably the most interesting thing I did there is that, um, right out of high school is I uh, was a lineman for a while. And that was a fun job because I was thinking about it the other day that uh, I was watching some linemen work. Nobody climbs telephone poles anymore. They're all going underground. Well, no, but they, they have baskets oh, to that take, take the them up. Cherry pickers, you know, we had to, to put hooks on our, strap them to our legs and climb the poles. And and uh, it was fun. It was a great job, you know. It, uh, I really liked that. Then I did a bunch of other stuff there. And then I finally quit and got a job that was worthwhile. Which was? Brewing. Ah, there you go. <laughs> so where did your love of beer come from? Oh, I was always a beer drinker. You know, you going back to high school or whatever, you know. And no, not, not high school. Let's say college. <laughs> yeah, it's college. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I never went to college. <laughs> I college got, age. I, I was in high school a long time. Okay. I was old. <laughs> That's why you didn't go to college. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, uh, and so if I was ever in a town that had a brewery, uh, and those, in those days, it would have been all, you know, just big, fairly big breweries, right. regional breweries. And I would go on brewery tours, you know, because I just, I, I just, they're just magical places. I yeah. mean, Reagan will tell yeah. you, you get in there and you have all this machinery and you, you, kettles and the, and then you're, you're making stuff, you know, and you put in all this together. And we don't make beer. We just put everything together and the yeast makes the beer, you know. It's just magic. And uh, so I was always fascinated by breweries. And <clears throat> when I quit um, uh, the phone company, I traveled for a little while. And kind of uh, during that period, I took a tour of Anchor. And then a few months later, I went and asked for a job. And fortunately, Fritz Maytag hired me. And that was just, it turned into be a great opportunity. An opportunity I never would have had anywhere else, quite honestly. The things that I got to do and, and what happened so in my it, whole it, life. So it worked out okay for you? 
I, it, I can tell you it worked out really good. <laughs> Back on the drive brew haha with Mark Carpenter and our guest Regan Long, the brewmaster and owner of Local Brewing Company of San Francisco. Regan, what are we sampling now? Um, so you guys are drinking a beer called... A sampling, Regan. We're sampling. sampling. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sampling. You are sampling. Um, it's, uh, it's a beer called G-Wagon, and it's, um, it's one of my favorites. It's a, it's a lager. It's, we basically describe it as an oaked lager, um, but it's, it's majority Pilsner malt, and then there's a touch of Beechwood smoked malt in there. Um, and then uh, post-fermentation, I put in some oak chips that have been soaked in bullet bourbon. Um, but I think that that latter, the oak chips and the bullet bourbon are real subtle in this. There's just a little bit of that Beechwood, I think, that you get on the palate of this beer. Um, it's 4-2, I think. Um, yep. So, again, another light light lager with a little bit of flavor to it. It's it's a little bit more complex than your traditional lager, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a really unique beer. Uh, this is the second time we've brewed it, um, and it's definitely one of our local fan favorites. So we actually used a, graf- a local graffiti artist to do the label on this one. Mark, your thoughts on this beer? Yeah, it's a great beer. It, all, the three we've had are just these great session beers. I think we're going to get into the the IPAs in uh, a little while, but these are just great beers. This is uh, you, you spotted a tiny bit of smoke to it, but just a wonderful drinking uh, lager beer. Yeah, when Reagan said it's a it's got a smoked component, it's like mm, you know I've, I'm not a big fan of that taste of that flavor in meats mm-hmm. to a lesser extent in cheeses, but still. And then in the beers that I've had, it just didn't do it for me. So I I tasted with some trepidation. Sure, but I noted that. It's just a slight hint that comes in mid-drink, mm-hmm. and, and it's not overpowering. It's not overwhelming. It accents the other flavor of the beer, and I think it's a nice combination. Yeah, it is. It's a great, great beers. And it's one of your faves, your, your fans' is, faves? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like uh, certainly, again, like sort of this post-COVID era or wherever we're at right now, um, a lot of folks are sort of like getting a little bit um, – sort of fatigued with the big hazy flavored beers you know during the pandemic people were drinking a lot at home they were wanting lighter bodied beers things that they could drink a couple you know and um and session um so this style of beer is just something that i feel like it's got a lot of nice flavor and complexity to it but at the same time it's also really light it's not heavy it doesn't hang for a long period yeah. of time so Agreed. you can have a couple yeah. and you're open for customers to come to you now right? oh yeah 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 and uh it, it you know for everybody to go to San Francisco would be a great place to hang out. You got some great beers. If you go into a ball game, baseball's starting. Yep. You're very close to the ballpark. Yep. Uh, people should stop by, have a beer before or after the game. Um, but it it's. Uh, I'm glad to hear you're open with customers coming in. Yeah, you know, it's, a hard time before. Huh? Yeah, San Francisco is one of the roughest places. I think they shut down the earliest during COVID, and and there were a lot of restrictions. And that neighborhood really kind of got obliterated. There was a lot of the tech company crowd that kind of kept the lights on for us, and they kind of disappeared. Um, but we're we are seeing the Giants crowd come back now, which is great. Well, baseball and, um, season will do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, we have an outdoor kind of space like that we created. Um, a Again, due to this, the whole uh, pandemic thing, we have an outdoor and indoor space. So there's definitely plenty of room. And, food. Uh, yeah, we do food. Yeah, we're one of the... 
few breweries in the San, in the San Francisco area that like are relatively small, but we we don't do food trucks. We have our own um, chef in house. We do pizzas, sausages, sandwiches, stuff like that. And your location and hours for folks who might want to visit local brewing. Yeah, we're at uh, 69 Bluxom Street, um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's basically kind of off the beaten path. So a lot of folks that uh, I've never heard of Bluxom Street yeah, before in my life. I you know, and you are not the only one. Turns out. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's uh, two blocks long. Um, it's basically, if you know where the Caltrain spot is, we're basically uh, one block west of Townsend or Caltrain um, between 4th and 5th. Now block, I so. know where you are. I know, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's within walking distance of the ballpark. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, uh, that found us, you know, several years ago, um, they they loved us because a lot of the season ticket holders for the Giants game, they, they basically were like, we're not telling anybody about this. We don't want it to turn into 20. First Amendment. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, can you just tell a few people? Um, well, no, we'll tell yeah. a few today. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. absolutely. I appreciate it. So, yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, truly local spot for sure. Yeah. Okay. Mark is anxious to keep moving on with the beer. <laughs> so what do beers. we have coming up okay. next? The next beer. This is actually really interesting. So... Mark, uh, when we, we have were... a dump cup for you, Mark. Yeah, we don't need to guzzle everything. <laughs> He's shooting the beer. I have a dump bucket. No problem. <laughs> All right, so this beer is actually, it's funny because, um, you know, Mark with his background at uh, Anchor happens to know Ramon Tomeo, and I, it sounds like he's been on the show a couple of times. Um, Ramon is now the head brewer of Magnolia in New Belgium, and this is uh, a collaboration beer that we did with uh, Ramon and Jess and Jules over at um New Belgium, you know, they basically have a, a five-barrel uh, system right near the ballpark, and so we did a collaboration with them. They actually came over to my spot to do this beer. Um, it's uh, it's called Hop Tub Time Machine, mm. um, and we played with some really interesting. It's it's. I'm hesitant to say it's a West Coast because it's not bitter at all, but it's got a lot of hop flavor and a lot of hop aroma. Um, we did some interesting um, uh, kind of just. With every collaboration, you kind of branch out of the normal, and it's an excuse to just do weird it's shit. the whole point of collaborating, right? Absolutely. So we decided to steep hops in the fermenter pre-knockout at 170, uh, 169, because our address is 69 Bluxom. So at 169 <laughs> degrees, we steeped uh, these uh, Pacific, uh, New Zealand Pacific Sunrise hops mm-hmm. in the fermenter. Uh, we have a, a little bit of kettle hops in this, but like more late edition, we did, used Oregon Cascade in the kettle and then uh, did uh, a hop steep in the fermenter prior to knockout um, and then we dry hop with Pacific Sunrise as well so this beer has just got a lot of like real hop flavor um, it's got some real uh, softness to it uh, we use some salts in there to kind of like smooth that out so it's not harsh so again it's got a lot of hop flavor just not that sort of abrasive bitterness so the the ar- the aromatic is a stronger hop sense than the actual taste yeah interesting yeah. and I think a lot of that comes from this hop steep that we did prior to knockout, it's basically kind of like a pre-fermentation dry hop, and then we dry hopped after it. So it's essentially double dry hopped. You're getting the hop oils and not the alpha acids. That's right. The alpha acids make the bitterness. There and, you go. Yeah, and it is a wonderful aroma. You spotted that. Yeah. It's a, it really is nice. And it's uh, clear, crystal clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I the last two beers that we're going to try are hazies, but yeah, that's I think what we're you know known, more known for is um, our clear beers for sure. Yeah. So yeah. And is this also the lager yeast? No, this is uh, Chico. Oh. Okay. Yeah, this is the uh, uh, O one. 
Are you enjoying it, Mark? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, no, it's very good. It's a nice hoppiness. It's a great flavor. A little bit of malt flavor, but just great hop aroma. Yeah, the, the, as I say, the aroma is pretty strong. Yeah. And so you, you take it to the mouth expecting it, and it doesn't come that yeah. hard. Yeah. Or that harsh. So nicely done. Thanks. Yeah, it's 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 definitely kind of a, I think a lot of uh, palates have softened over the years mm-hmm. as far as like West Coast IPAs and things like that. You know, we had a beer uh, that we called Debose IPA. We used to name a lot of our beers, are, you know, yeah. around locations in San Francisco, and um, and the Debose IPA was definitely very much like kind of a racer five, like gritty, you know, bitter thing. And just during the pandemic, not only did no one know what Debose was when we put it on a can label, you know, and they'd see it in a store yeah. somewhere <laughs> else, they'd be like, "What is that?" Yeah. Um, so we kind of changed the whole like theme around the IPAs that we brewed. Um, you know, people were wanting to have something that was had a lot of flavor but not a lot of bitterness yeah. we want them to have more than one um this one is a little higher alcohol this one's six nine right. um so but it doesn't necessarily taste super um no you, you don't know, taste the alcohol yeah. nope yeah hop tub time machine <laughs> yeah who picked that name <laughs> that was it was actually part of doing the names is super fun as you might guess uh but yeah that was actually one of the the brewers at new belgium um jess she came out we were we were going through a bunch of names but a lot of it was that we were steeping the hops in um you know at this 170 degree um sort of like you know whatever tea hop tea if you will um so yeah and um there was just some nuances around uh you know i ended up putting the yeast in at that high temperature and anyway there was a we just basically called it a hop tub and then the you know there used to be a there was a tv or a movie called hot tub yeah right yeah so a little play on that and then this was one where i had to whip up the label real quick because we decided to do this one so it was a it was a last minute label creation on a sunday for me so that's um, pretty clever you know it works you may have a future if the brewing doesn't work (laughs) great i'll keep that in mind (laughs) and again the label extremely eye-catching oh good yeah i think so too people seem to like this one yeah so and i'm sure the name also gives people pause to think well this must be a fun beer yeah it's definitely fun you know we've been doing you know social media has become such a huge thing and so we did a whole like video reel thing with this and and some music and stuff and so yeah it was a super fun beer to make um so i think it's just really reflected in the label and how we're we're talking about it so i definitely wanted to bring it up for you guys so cool cool yeah all right keep them coming keep them coming all right so we're moving on keep them coming We're moving on to, um, I'll have you try, there's a couple new beer, or a couple hazy double IPAs that we're going to try. This one, I brought one, so we're, we're about out of this one, but this is a collaboration that we did uh, with Deschutes Brewery. Um, had some really great connections up there, um, at, again, being from Oregon. Uh, so this is Mobro. Um, it's um, basically a hazy double IPA that is Mosaic and Sabro hops. Uh, it's triple dry hopped. Um, if you're, These are like sexy hops, if you will. Mosaic tends to be real, like, kind of like, I don't know, it can go kind of fruity, blueberry-y, um, what exactly is a sexy hop? Sexy hops, in my mind, are like this—the hops that like the bros need to see on a label in order to be like, "I need that beer," you know. And so, you know, it's Nelson. We were talking about yeah. Nelson before. It's Mosaic. It's, you know, it's—I don't know. Sabro can be very polarizing for people because Sabro has like kind of like a lot of like 
coconutty, oily kind of notes to it. Mm. Uh, but uh, the uh, director of R&D at Deschutes Brewery up in Bend, Oregon, uh, Veronica Vegas, she's a good friend of mine. And so she wanted to do this uh, collaboration. And, uh, again, it's a, it's a hazy double, 8.2, I think. And it's Send just, that can my way so I can read it. This, yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah, so it's uh, – yeah, back uh, when we started uh, the brewery, I, w- I would go to my Instagram feed, and it was just a bunch of dudes on there from breweries, you know? And so I, I brewed a beer called Bro Show, because <laughs> I would call my Instagram feed the Bro Show. And so then we decided to do Mobro, which is Mosaic and Sabro. So that's the story Mark, there. as a classic beer bro, <laughs> your thoughts on this? I haven't tasted it yet, so I better taste it. it. But uh, before I do... Um, you know, it's interesting to me the the chase for new hops. It yeah. really and for making unique beers. And w- when this, um, when I was first brewing, hop growers never grew uh, any hops with the intention of that they would have a nice aroma or flavor. It was always about bitterness, or they were better against disease or whatnot. Mm. Um, anyway, but the long story short, all the hops she's mentioned today. I think have developed since my retirement. <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah. so it's changes so quickly. Yeah, hop growers. Uh, one hop grower I knew up there, he does like five thousand test plantings a year. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Then and so the number of new hops that come out of it. So this is fun for me to taste all these new hops. Well, you taste and that. taste it. Well, I mentioned that the Drive Brewhaha is brought to you in part by the Russian River Brewing Company. The Russian River Brewing Company is celebrating 18 years in downtown Santa Rosa. Located at 725 4th Street, they're open daily for both indoor and outdoor dining. Stop by to enjoy their tasty pizza, chicken, chicken wings, and a wide selection of draft beers. Their Windsor Pub, located at 700 Mitchell Lane, is open Wednesday through Sunday for indoor dining. Both locations have a great selection of beers on tap and in bottles, cans, and growlers to go, including Row 2, Hill 56, and Citra Flash Mob. For more information, follow them on social media for the latest on releases and activities. Check out their website, RussianRiverBrewing.com, or call 707-545-BEER. Back to the drive brouhaha, Mark has had an opportunity to sample... (laughs) Bro, Mobro, what do you think? I think it's very good. It's what first hit me was uh, pineapple. Yep. Am I wrong? It's just a great pineapple nose right away. Yep. And then it has some wonderful flavors to it. You know, and, and almost like the well, you can taste the the hoppiness or the haziness. You know, it's almost like the milkshake beers. Yeah, to, I know. But uh, I know. oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely the pineapple. I think comes from the mosaic, and then the sabro is uh, definitely got that kind of oily coconut note to it. Um, this actually, um, we submitted it to the Best of Craft Beer Awards up in Bend, and this one got um, a, a bronze in the Imperial Hazy category. Very so, good. So I wanted to bring that up so you guys can try it. And then I have another hazy double for you guys to try. It's 100% mosaic. So you'll probably see be able to sort of connect um, the mosaic character going from, you know, that beer, Mobro, to this. Uh, yeah, mosaic was around when I was working. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And and I think that it's a really dynamic hop. It does some really yeah. interesting things. It plays well with a lot of other hops. Um, but the, the next beer that I'm going to have you guys try is called Big Mo, and it's 100% mosaic. So it's ah. just mosaic in this one. It's triple dry hopped. 
It's got a monster truck theme to it. I'm a big fan of the monster trucks, so you guys are going to have to try that one next. Once again, your dump cup in action. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on there. Yeah, these ones are 8% plus, so. Oh, my. 8%. 8%. Yeah, this is this Not one's so eight, much for me, Mark. Mo, Mobro was uh yeah, I think 84. This one's uh 8 flat, I think. Yeah. Big Mo. So yeah, 100% mosaic on this one. Triple dry hop, so we do it three times. It's a hazy. Unfortunately, I think you really do need the high alcohol with the high hops. I agree. Yeah, and and so it just goes together. Yeah. So I think you'll get on the nose. This one's got a little bit more gassy kind of character to it, a little bit more diesel. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so this is definitely characteristic of using just mosaic, multiple rounds of dry hop. I'd rather say oil than uh, yeah, gas. Yeah, gas. <laughs> I know. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Wonderful oil. <laughs> Wonderful oil. I totally get that. I mean, some it's just some um, characteristics of mosaic just really come across with that, yeah. that characteristic, which is interesting. We are chatting with Reagan Long, the brewmaster and owner of Local Brewing Company in San Francisco, along with our friend Mark Carpenter. Local Brewing Company is, of course, as I said, in San Francisco. Their website, localbrewingcoco.com. Their hours are 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday, noon to 9 p.m. on Saturday, and noon to 8 p.m. on Sunday. Yep. I, you asked me that earlier, and I realized I didn't answer that That's question. That's okay. I, I figured I'd slip it in myself. I appreciate that. Our pleasure. Well, thank you for coming on up from the city to join us on the Bruja. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This has been fantastic to be back here. Mark, final thoughts on local brewing? Well, I can't wait to go there. I can't believe that I haven't been there, but, you know, I'm, I don't travel far from home these days. But we'll have to get by there, and I, I do recommend anybody who's going to be in the city and is looking for a good beer to go there for sure all right and you could also make a day of it go to anchor uh anchor has a nice brew pub right now which they just opened and uh then the pandemic came along and it shut it down and and it and so now they're both open and doing well i mean yeah they're within walking distance yes but go to local brewing first right mark absolutely (laughs) first or second doesn't matter Just go to go to go one to or both. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Reagan, thank you again so much for coming up to join us on the Drive Brew Haha. Thanks so much for having me. Mark, great to see you as well. And you, Harry.